Ah, that's some water. Yeah. I still, my refrigerator's coming from the studio here tomorrow. Oh uh, and then I can have some cold Diet Dr. Peppers. Uh, but I'm, I'm, li- I'm roughing it. New studio, new rules, no Diet Dr. Pepper. I think that's what I'm going to try to do here. But I've got, I've got Crypto Cactoid uh, joining me, who is my dev and, and my, my dear friend and uh, my collector. And he was my collector first. Then my dev, then my friend. I don't. I think it's <laughs> absolutely safe to say. <laughs> An exciting journey in the threesomes universe. <laughs> um, but 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 crypto cactoid uh, is is of course from Cactoid Labs, which is becoming uh, your go-to place if you're if you're a fine art institution and want to have a successful drop in the NFT space. Look no further <laughs> than Cactoid Labs. Thank you. I, we, we we hope to be. We're we're certainly we're certainly striving to to be that. Absolutely. Well, I think I think you're pulling it off. You just I mean, let's just talk about it right now. You, you you're finishing up today, um, the second drop, right? This is the first individual drop. Yep. Uh, which was Monica Rizzoli, sellout. Yep. Uh, secondary action on it. Everybody's getting their 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 output reveals now. I have to admit, this is my first ever generative interaction wow the first time that i've i've bought a generative piece uh other than fx hash and that was i i i live in shame for the fact that i bought those two <laughs> right i have a couple fx hash pieces as well yeah i bought a lot of geld dude because geld dude and i are boys supposedly yeah um, <laughs> but how what's what's the feedback how are you how what's your feeling on it this is your is this your first generative this, mint? this is the first generative mint that cactoid labs has released which is an instant an instant um creation so to speak so um so uh monica and her team which is fantastic we're really happy to work with them um they supplied the code on uh, the generative code which is over 1800 lines of, of javascript and um, we you know, uploaded that all to the contract. And then it's, yeah, it's an on-chain generative, generative mint, which I mean, essentially means that's a whole complicated thing. I did a whole lecture on what that actually actually means. Um, if anybody give me, was give me the bullet points. Give me the important um, So what we do is, is we take the, the contract and we, we actually put the JavaScript on the contract. Generally for these types of mints, it's a, it's a P5JS. Because the P5JS library is very, very large, much larger than um, the 1800 lines of code in Monica's JavaScript, which is also quite large for this type of generative release. No one is, is taking that full P5 library and putting that on the contract. So metadata is, um, is basically, you know, the, the generative creation does happen off chain. And that, that's pretty standard. So, so in other words, they're, they're coming in with their, their, Creating a transaction by by purchasing or or subscribing to the mint or what have you, and then they take that off chain, run it, they go in the background and and take that information and convert it into and throw it through the code. Is that is that what they're doing? Or that's right. That happens. That happens on a server, and that's how we do it. That's how Artbox does it. I believe that's how FX Hash does it as well. There are some on chain, um, fully on chain generative drops like the auto autoglyphs, the larva. Larva Lab mm-hmm. that is fully on chain and all of all of the code is there. Um, but yeah, if you want to use a library like like a P5 or, or a 3JS, you want a lot of colors, you want a lot of complexity, all that stuff. Right now on Ethereum is is happening off chain. But the generation, like the the transaction, the code to do it, everything to reproduce it is is on chain. What people say is that the P5 libraries are generally available. So no one, as far as I know, have, has uploaded the P5 library onto the Ethereum blockchain. If someone were to do it, it'd be very expensive, but then so I guess we could all reference it. Oh, that so that was, that was what I was going to ask. If, if, if somebody actually took that initiative to put it up uh, on chain, then you can reference it on chain and, and, and is theoretically that whole transaction there start to finish stays? I mean, then you would, then you would have everything that you would need to reproduce it. I mean, in, in this case, you know, the initial generation that you see um, when you do mint, you get to see the output right away. And that that's all run 
uh, via web server standard for this type of drop. Okay, so so in other words, uh, you know, consider me Captain Layperson right now, right? So I go and I, I mint my stuff. Um, I, I I now have access to it. Uh, if the process itself wasn't purely on chain, but it's it's pretty much as, as on chain as anything robust is going to be right now, right? Yeah, that's that's how that's how things work. I mean, we've we've definitely looked at all of the all the existing solutions. They're very interesting. You know, the Artblock solution is is very interesting. With uh, they have different contracts to to handle the randomness and you know the different elements that go into determining the randomness. Ours was was a little different, which um. Can you walk me through it? That you want to, because because I'm interested. You know, and and the reason I, you know, my ears perk up at randomness, Joby and I, of course, mm -hmm. on my threesies project, um, did did some similar tweaking where, um, you know, we we ran we it's algorithmically algorithmically based to get to our numbers. But what are you doing um, here compared to an Artbox contract? Well, okay, so so well compared to the three Z's project, it's very interesting. I was going to say this is not our first gen release. I would say that even I mean the three Z's we could say is our first generative art release. You know, I've done a number. I would say projects like Board Apes, like all these PFP projects, are also generative releases as well. Um, this one is more similar to Art Blocks in that we upload that generation code on on chain, same as them, and then we have the instant reveal. Which is which is interesting. Which you know, it's that's a whole factor as well. But otherwise, it's it's quite similar. So um, there's some JavaScript code which breaks up the transaction hash. In our case, not everyone uses the transaction hash. Um, there's reasons for that. There's reasons why you would or you wouldn't use. There's a lot of reasons why you would or you wouldn't use the transaction hash. And ultimately, we decided to do that, um, which is the same that we did with the. The threesies project, and then we right. essentially—I'm—I'm I'm I'm for it because I want some blockchain, like specific chain fingerprints to it, right? Right. I, that's, it's important to me artistically that we're referencing the chain that it's on, so that's where—that—that's why I'm like a stickler for it. And we, we, you know, we argued with Nifty for a while about it, about yes. you know why it was important to me, but but it really does. I want the—I want that mix. I want some fingerprints left from. The actual transactions themselves. Well, it's pretty cool. So then, so we take that transaction hash. So it, it it makes it quite easy, or historical sense to replicate because the code which I which I you know upload on the contract, which is quite expensive to upload because it's it's, it's quite a bit of code, and we're, we're storing that as, as a long string on the contract. The code is there. The transaction hash is really easy to get from EtherScan as well. Right. Exactly. Even without our server, which which renders it for the users, as long as the Ethereum blockchain is available. As long as anyone still has the code left, right. you know, the single exactly. node, even if that node isn't running, theoretically, someone could access it offline and they would be able to recreate it. So we're while there is an off-chain server to render it, and then we do have the creation of PNG, which we upload to make it faster, because it does it does consume quite a bit of GPU in order to to render this file. It's actually quite complicated. Um, Can I admit so, something? Yeah. I crashed my browser yesterday. I was running a bunch of different outputs, looking at them, looking. I was taking people's transactions and running them through to see the differences. And um, now, granted, I'm famous for having everything I've, I've ever worked on like running simultaneously. Me too. But yeah, we. <laughs> I, I took down Chrome a couple of times. I just pulled out a completely different computer for this this Zoom. I just rotate through. I just have tons of tabs open, tons of. The, text editor, dev stuff going on, databases, Ethereum full, you know, local node, you know, Bitcoin full node running on another computer. So I just, I just swap laptops for different things. So this is, this is a non-blockchain computer we're talking on right now. So I'm happy to do screen shares or nice. <laughs> I, I think I have two warm wallets on here. Well, in, in Grotto tradition, do you want to share your screen and type the letter W into the browser? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this market that you're developing. First of all, um, just congratulations. The first first drop was, was phenomenal. This one was yeah. great. So I got, got secondary. Are you are you having look? Full disclosure here. Joel and I talked a lot in the lead up to all of these drops about some of the drop mechanics, some of the pricing structures, and everything. Because I believe in I'm, I'm adamant 
that we want healthy drops for everybody. Absolutely. I, I thank you for, for your input on it, your, your consultant. Uh, I, I, yeah. I definitely, I, I believe you are, you know, the, the best at, at market dynamics, utility, drop structure. So that's how, that's how I learned a lot of things just by participating in, in the threes project. That's, that's like college for me is, is threes project. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I get a scholarship because we get, you know, get so many amazing deals on primary and airdrops and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I, it's fun. I mean, it's it's a part of what I enjoy doing, right? But I but I'm, you know, I get angry when I see artists fucking up their own markets and messing with their collectors and 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 so you know when when you reach out to me and when we have these conversations, I'm adamant about saying you know if it's a good project and if it's if it's something that actually has some merit, some worth, and you can deliver something engaging and exciting for your collectors, then then you can leave some meat on the bone, right? You can, you can, uh, there's, especially in an art market that is centered around a transparent idea of what's happening to the art and where it's going and how it's changing hands, nature of the blockchain itself, right? Exactly. If that's where we're doing these things and we're minting it out there for that, then you've got to acknowledge that part of your responsibility as an artist taking money for conceptual pieces, which is really what an NFT is, mm -hmm. lies in the fact that people are doing it um, in a speculative nature. Oh, there's a lot of speculation going on in, in all of the, all of NFTs, I think. I mean, that's not why we do it. I mean, we definitely, we, I think, you know, more than any project, we, we do it for the art. At, at, at the same time, we're, we don't want to gouge people. I think that's where, where the problem happens. Like you're saying, you leave some meat on the bone. A lot of the artists feel like they need to make every, and this this is not something that's limited to, to blockchain. Art, a lot of artists are like, well, I need to raise the prices every, every, every time, right? But eventually- Well, they've been taught that. Right? Yeah. That's that's a part of the old system mm -hmm. as well, right? Right. Um, here, because because an artist is, is able for the most part to, um, to dictate so many of the terms, right? Yep. Falling into the old patterns, I don't think matter as much. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's impossible, you know, obviously when you're an artist, you're looking for a platform, you're looking for some sort of deployment, some sort of help on getting it out there, then you need to take into consideration the guidance you're getting. But, but at the same time, I think that it's, it's not as cut and dry as, well, last time it sold for this, so this time it must sell for more. Next time it must sell for more. Um, I don't think that's the, the case anymore. Well, it can be the case, but ultimately it's the collectors who decide, right? Well, that's what you'll see. I mean, it's, I, and again, when I'm saying it's not the case, I'm saying if you want to have a successful, you know, long time in the space, right? If you want any sort of legacy, if you want any sort of duration to this, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really vocal about it. But, Absolutely. I mean, well, what you say about you know, building collector value and, and, and trying to create a great experience for everyone. I mean, that's that's the goal. And I feel like we, we've provided really, really fair, fair pricing for what people what people are getting. And and also, you know, it's there's it's not something where everybody's going to be able to get everything right. There's definitely more people who want them than not. But, you know, if people do the research and they see that I've been a threesomes collector for couple of years and I think I joined week two right which to me seemed right. very late but you know we talked you're talking about another podcast it wasn't that late but to me I was like wow I've missed all the NFTs and I've been trying to catch up ever since um it's I, I'd say trust trust is, is important you know trust that that we are looking out for the collectors and the and the artists and the and the space as a whole I mean that's been a big goal of the project is to try and have something that's to raise the profile of the space. We're very lucky that LACMA um, is, is our partner. They're a fantastic partner. And um, they've been, it's been really exciting to work with them. So we wanna, you know, kind of, kind of bring the NFT space to a, to a larger audience, right? In a real a, way. A, a different audience too, right? Which is what I, I think is so important. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, I think there's this idea of, of chasing headlines when mm -hmm. it comes to pricing, right? And I think 
whether it's institutions or it's it's a, a traditional artist who's brought in or you know even a traditional collector who comes in they come in with these dollar signs and this idea of big splashes and and all of this money that's floating around uh you know here we are we can't even make it through two or three years of a market like that without a couple major collapses absolutely <laughs> right um we're, we're certainly not the most stable of of, of markets to say the least yeah. um, talking in the broad market you know I, I think project by project you can actually set out to then find stability and find consistency and you do that by like we just talked about right where it's it's not how big a number can you get how quickly right right um because i think that sets up it sets you up for a fall and i i really like the calculator labs has has managed to convey that in a way uh, you know is that has that been a struggle with you with with lachma to to say like look we're not going to have a 69 million dollar crazy you know explosive front page drop thing here but we're building something that is viable thank you no i mean it, it's, it's not been a problem with, with lachma at all i mean they're they're a great partner to have on this. It's like they're they're really happy to be part of this in a way that they're a cutting edge technology institution, right? They've had this art and technology lab for many years, and large portion of the proceeds are going to uh, their that grant program uh, for artists to push the boundaries of technology. So that's really what it's about with them. It, it's not about record-breaking uh financials i mean you know i mean for definitely you know there's we you know, we have gotten some feedback not from them from other people that oh you should you should charge more or you can make this much more money oh you know you should really raise the prices oh you should release more quantities but that's not how we're doing it so <laughs> right and, i mean and certainly you know that i, I agree with the, the yeah. approach um mm -hmm. And I, it's the sort of thing where I see a future here <laughs> the in, idea. Ways, in ways that you don't necessarily see but many futures in this space. Most people's futures are weeks and months out, uh, you know, in the way they, yeah. they, they conceive of this space. And you know very well that I'm, I think, in terms of years and decades uh, exactly. at building things out. And, yeah. and it's nice to see you guys really celebrate that. It's, uh, you know, I think... Um, it's sort of a standout. It's you know, it's not talked about enough, but it's also right. early. You know, right. we're two drops in. We're two drops in. I mean, I definitely, you know, it's like I can't see the future for, for this company and this specific project, but I like to look at things in you know five, 10 year plans, absolutely. I mean, we have you know already all of the, the first year is, is pretty much locked down. So we usually have a year plan, a two-year plan, five-year plan, 10-year plan. For any company that I'm going to work with, um, and a lot of companies don't do that, but some of the some of the better brands definitely do. So, as far as as, mm -hmm. as Calculator Labs and, mm -hmm. and the, the LACMA uh, mm -hmm. agreement, can you walk? I mean, I I know most of them, but I'm not sure that all of them have been announced. But can you give me as as many as are announced that are coming up? Um. Yes. So, let me make sure that I'm not. Well, no, and don't give me a, I don't really need a schedule or anything, but just anybody that, that it's a known entity. Yeah. Uh, so, so we already, so we already released the first five artists um, who were um, Sarah Zucker, Sarah Zucker, Ixchels, um, Jen Stark, Emily, Monica. Uh -huh. I believe it's pronounced, and, and Monica Rizzoli. And we did do, um, and then we did Monica's first generative. Uh, long form drop. So we we um, other artists. So th these are great artists. These were part of the Genesis uh, collection. These are other artists. We have also announced um, our set, uh, another generative drop with uh, William Maupin, um, and he's right. already he's already working on that. It looks amazing. We're very excited about that. Um, and we've already also announced uh, Deaf Beef. And I, you know, he's already working on that. I've been, you know, he's already submitted me some code. It looks amazing. Very excited. It's very creative. He's, he's a real, he's a real blockchain artist and he writes yeah. contracts and, and it's, it's pretty cool. It's different than, than anything else out there. 
right now. So I'm very excited about that. And then uh, Tyler Hobbs. And and there's a number of others that we, we already have lined up that haven't been announced yet. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, right there, he, uh, even if we're looking at those next three in some sort of, uh, uh, you know, distribution there, that's, what's it feel like to work with, with names that are, that are household names at this point, as far as the small house of uh, crypto art NFT world, you know, those are all obviously names that we all know. Um, well, I mean, it's, you know, they, they, they are, they are big names. They're also great people. You know, I really, I really enjoy working with those artists. I mean, when I started in the space, my, my primary role is as a developer and I, as a developer, I I'm used to getting a lot of inbound requests to do projects, but for me, I only, so far I've, I've only done projects, which are artists, artist driven projects. So this is really the first project where I've been late. Lady Cactuary, she she is an artist, and you know she and I are the co-founders of of the company. But uh, this is the first one where it, it hasn't been like strictly an artist-led company that I've been, you know Cactuary Labs previously has been working directly with artists, where it's pretty much the artist is the boss, and we're we're the service provider. In this case, it's a it's a similar situation, but we have different partners as well. It's 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 a slightly different structure than just kind of top-down artists, and I'm trying to create purely their vision is and that's the whole goal of the project but you know I'm, I'm very excited to work with these particular artists i mean i've always definitely want to work with with the best artists that we can we have another number of artists that we've been talking to as well who have not released any blockchain work yet that we're very excited to bring in um, that's yeah. you know i think um you know we're, we're we barely scratched the surface um as far as as crossovers if we want to call it Right or, or explorers, yeah. whatever they're coming over, established uh, in traditionally, uh, now yeah. willing to to make this run. Mm -hmm. When you have those conversations, mm -hmm. how often do you run, do you run into somebody that doesn't doesn't understand that there's going to be a difference? A difference between how they work in the just, yeah, crossover? just in other words, because I I see a lot of the drops, a lot of of mm -hmm. the the crossover drops yeah. have been. This is the way I make art. Go put it on the blockchain. Go right. sell it. Not even put it on the blockchain. Just go sell it via blockchain. And right. We're not doing anything like that. So, right. I, no, exactly. so, so what I'm saying is, have, are you just lucky that that you're you're in the position where these artists are wanting to explore and, and create that you've gotten into that, or is there have there been conversations that you've led them down that path? Are they are they coming to you with 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 preconceived notions that they want to? Play it a certain way? It's a great question. I mean, we definitely have a vision of, of where we want things to go in, in terms of the types of release that we're willing to do. And we're not in a big rush. So with the Blackman project, we were in talks with them for over a year. I think you remember I was having phone calls with them over a year ago. I, oh, mean, yeah. we're kind of, I mean, we have another release plan with Factory Labs that we've been planning for a, about that long that I haven't really talked about at all yet. That you know, well, but I have I have people working on it already, sure, and that's going to be pretty am ambitious release. I mean, I would, you know, it's like you and I are always talking about trying to do, trying to push the boundaries of of what we can do, right? Trying to make things a little more ambitious for us for Cactoid Labs and ideally for the blockchain space in general. I mean, I, I definitely have artists who come to me who are like, oh, I want to get on, make an NFT. Can you help me out? And you know, I try to advise them as best as possible, but the reality is, if if they don't really get the Web three space and the NFT space, I'm I'm not willing to participate, right? I mean, that's just what it comes down to. It's it's just too hard to go into it without right, where you, where you have to yeah. really educate them from the ground up and change all sorts of notions right off the bat. I'd imagine that's hard. I mean, are you? I'm just trying to get a sense. Mm -hmm. I've, I've started started chatting on the side with a with a, a very traditionally successful, very successful traditional art. However you want to phrase it, okay? Yeah. But somebody of, of certain uh, esteem, mm -hmm. um, who is now dipping some toes, and has been messing around and playing around a little bit, right? Okay. Um, I think that there's some some 
fun, some excitement around it. Like, this is neat that I can do this. I can do this any time of day or night that I want and, and sort of put things out <laughs> in the world. For all of those times, in reality. <laughs> now, you know, I start going, hey there, buddy, are we, have we thought through what we're doing? <laughs> you know, have we, like, can we have yeah. some conversations? So we started some conversations very early in this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, going back in, in time to when I first even came into this and was thinking of bringing some artist friends along to do these sorts of things, yep. right? It became apparent to me that some people are going to, treat it with the sort of respect that I sort of demand that the interaction with the blockchain and with this whole not, you know, notion uh, are, and others just want to use it as a cash register. Right. It's just, it's just a, another method of garnering payments for their wares. I see that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's, I mean, that's, it's a very risky angle to take if you ever want to have the, the second drop. I think right. Right. Yeah. You, you're, you're, we're at a point where there isn't going to be a, a second or third drop. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so I would imagine, you know, knowing you well, as well as I do, I would imagine that any artist who came to you was just like, just show me the money. Just let's just, I'll give you the work and you make the money happen that they're not going to get very far with Cactus Labs. No, no. I mean, I, I've had very few interactions exactly like that but i certainly i certainly have them and yeah we haven't released any of those yeah. um and so if you're if you're on this little nice run where the most of your interactions are people who want to start exploring and of course you're more than capable of leading them on some real exploration right when you start going okay well mm -hmm. have you thought about this walk me through what you're thinking there this is how that would really work this is what might happen with that do you get the feeling that, that you become sort of a collaborator of sorts? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's what, what differentiates us um, from other service providers, so, so to say, is that we really see each release we do as, as a unique project and we try to be yeah be part of the artwork and, and how we how we set up the code how we set up the release how, how we do do the whole thing i think a lot of the the other companies are following the i want to i don't want to say necessarily web 2 model but there's a startup model which is like get to scale as as quickly as you can build something out that's as scalable as possible and i mean if you read a lot of these business books you know the goals of all these companies is that they can be operated, you know, by like the least common denominator person, right? You don't want to have experts in, in the field and your right. company that you've grown, you want it to be incredibly easy to operate. So it's just a rinse and repeat process. And, you know, I've definitely have experience in that area. I feel like we're lucky that we're able to really take each, each release very seriously and really put everything that we have in, in, into it you know, without having a lot of outside influence. Well, I, appearance. I, I, so as yeah. that starts to happen, mm -hmm. right, if you are looking at sort of scale, you're looking at bringing in a larger group of, of artists, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I would imagine that you need to have more versions of yourself that are, that, that <laughs> I mean, at some point it becomes impossible for you to have that same sort of collaborative interaction. Right. Right? Uh, absolutely. I do know how to scale a dev team. We're just taking things as slowly as possible because I know what it's like. You know, I, I've been down that road before and you, you to create a successful software project, I believe that you need far fewer people involved than most people would think. And the more people that you add, the more communication overhead that you add, and the long, essentially the many cases, the longer things take, right? You're, you're less nimble, you're less agile. Also, it's, it's very hard to hire good developers. Um, I, I do know how to do it, but you know, right now we've been really focused on getting the, getting the releases out as quickly as possible, which involves me working crazy hours, but you know, that's, that's how it is right now. Well, so so look, when I when I have this bit of a conversation, mm -hmm. you and I have chats like this all the time, yeah. and then I get energized, and I think there's hope, mm -hmm. and I think that wow, we do have people coming and wanting to 
to take advantage of the possibilities here, not simply to, to plug it in and, and take some sort of payout for all of their years of suffering. Uh, you know, there's an awful lot in the NFT world that this is finally my time uh, for, you know, this makes, makes all that mediocrity go away from my past and I'm able to cash in. Okay. So if, 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 you know, when I talk to you and we start, whether it's sketching out things that I want to do or hearing what you're doing with others and, and playing this whole thing, I get excited about it. And I start thinking once again, that we have some hope. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you both, you and I both know, and I think most of the you know people that listen to something like this probably know that the small amount of people out there that are actually making any of these purchases, that are making, they're moving any of this money around. Very small amount. Right. It's very small. Yeah. Um, when you start planning on bringing, you know, opening up that broader net that mm -hmm. you and your Democrats love so much right <laughs> back and forth Joby. i can't get a read on you one one minute you're you're talking drudge and the next minute you're you're casting broad nets i don't know but regardless when you're, when you're bringing all these, what's that is there a difference though really i don't, I don't know there's no difference in fact <laughs> you know the very first wombat piece that i bought after knowing her was like the first piece that she minted uh like partisan bifurcation oh, I, I, I love it yeah you know, yeah the right. elephant and the donkey oh it's fantastic eating yeah. each other and shitting each other out probably my favorite work that she's done actually yeah no i love it <laughs> so believe me i'm right there with you right, there is no difference i'm just, I'm just well i mean there is there is a difference but it's it's not necessarily the difference that people want it to be let's say. Oh, God. yeah believe me um you know that i grew up in a very uh ultra progressive uh, side of things um, that, that leaves me with, with no, no appetite for casual approaches to any of these things, right? It's like hardcore one way or the other. But most people are, you know, I don't really talk about this stuff very often. It's weird that you've got me doing it, but, <laughs> but you know, it's a pretty casual approach to all of this stuff and I'm for really extreme one way or the other. I have a lot of extreme viewpoints. They don't line up with, with anyone else, unfortunately. <laughs> My particular extreme viewpoints combination is a well, that's what makes a, us unique, right? <laughs> circling back, what I was what I was trying to get at before yeah. I just rambled into that was was this idea that if we're bringing in mm -hmm. more artists that are yeah. really going to do something, and they might have a collector base and really mm -hmm. want to do this, yeah. how on earth are we going to to build out not just a project that appeals but a process that gets them into into those collectors hands that make it something a little more palatable than what we've got so far i think that's the, the big problem is you yeah. haven't had many gateways to walk through right uh, to get you to these platforms that deliver and they really didn't do a good job of making an expansive group of people feel comfortable coming in to buy well, I think it's very hard to build a platform now that's going to work because things are changing so quickly. And, and to me, that's what's really different about the quote unquote web three space compared to other industries. I mean, when I first got started with startups and web and, and things, it was really you could just enter any industry and any industry was so far behind that you put some new technology into it. And it's like, oh, my gosh, we've never seen this before. And just major major disruptive benefits for those industries um but those things could take months or years i mean we're at a point with the nft space when we joined there would be maybe a couple major drops a month maybe i mean nifty, nifty was doing at 1.1 drop a day right and that was kind of like the big thing and everybody okay get ready for the nifty drop what's it going to be are you are you going to win the the drawing or you can invent the open edition or whatever it is but but now there's way too much it's so fast right i mean how many there must be hundreds of drops a day at this point right well and yet how many drops do you hear about is the thing that probably I think there's one major news cycle every three days. I mean, it's like there's there's a number of things going on today, right? And and we still oh, try. No, to you're going to hear about it, but what I'm saying is you're you're hearing about a, a handful of it because there's, it's it's very splintered. It's very sort of fractionalized and spread yeah. spread out. And 
you also have, they're all chasing the same pool anyway. So, right. You know, that's, that's where I see the, this, this issue is that there, there, yeah. there are many hundreds of drops going on at any given time. Yep. Might have both been. Right. You don't hear, you know, what's it matter? What's it matter? I mean, there there are a number of of serious collectors, and I and I thank all the ones that that, that participated in our project. We you know we we try and do right by the collectors. I mean, I love all the collectors in in Threesome's project as well. I mean, I, I take their experience very seriously. Um, things you're right. There are a ton of drops. There, things change though. There's certain standards which we have to adhere to, and technological norms which are evolving very quickly. And a lot of times these things are not announced. So like yesterday, right in the middle of our drop, OpenSea completely upgraded their platform. I mean, thankfully we didn't have any any issues with it. But we I'm you know, a feeling that that OpenSea has somebody on the inside of Tectoid Labs who's telling them exactly when you're you're dropping so that they can make these changes at the exact moment because they did the same thing for the first drop, right? Well, so I mean, we, yeah, I mean, there was a number of changes the first drop and. It had to be, we had to really read very carefully, very, you know, deeply into the whole marketplace blocker just to make sure that we had the longevity. Because like, like I said, with, with, with LACMA, you know, we're talking about not just the five-year, 10-year plan, but, you know, really like an art preservation, right? We right. want to make sure that these things live on. You know, it's an encyclopedic museum. You know, we're talking, you know, hundreds of years from now, are, are we going to be able to view these artworks and, you know, how is that all going to work? We're definitely thinking and, and talking along those along those lines. It, it's not the here today. You know, it, a lot of NFTs. It seems like it's it's on and it's like mint it, flip, you know, flip it, buy it again, flip it, buy it again, flip it, dump it, get out on to the next project. I mean, it seems like that's how most of the space operates, and it's just like oh, everything's in the rearview mirror. But you know, we definitely look at things from a art preservation standpoint for sure. Well, and so, as you know, I, I find it interesting to, to imagine this, this process where we have interested artists mm -hmm. coming coming in yep. and collaborating with dev yep. okay, to figure out how you make this, this, this work. At the same time, I think that, that that third element, so you've got two elements in it, but the third element has to be some sort of market guidance, right? Some sort of... Platform or or right. you know institution. Okay, yep. so to me, I think that that we're what we see in Cactoid Labs aligning itself with an institution and saying, okay, we'll handle these drops here, right? Yeah, I think that becomes the move, right? Isn't that rather than than I think it's 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 too much to imagine the broad net, the saying we're one platform. And any type of drop can come into us, or any type of mint, or any type of thing gets showcased here. We're, we're seeing that play itself horribly, right? Horribly, because a lot, a lot of these platforms don't have all the features that are really essential, and and they're missing a lot of the details, right? Like under the surface, that are quite like, like the whole thing we were saying with OpenSea. It's like you really need to understand how that marketplace contract works, you know, what the edge cases are. Who else is using that same marketplace contract? What that, you know, relationship looks like, where things are headed, and you have to be nimble. But I also really want to, you know, keep keep security at the forefront. There's a lot of shortcuts that people can take to kind of maybe that seems like that will protect them for the future, but are actually open opening up uh, potential problems too. Um, you have to be, you know, you have to, you know, kind of. I believe in the triple check. Don't rush. Don't don't FOMO. Right. I'm I'm not right. one to chance, right. And it's and I and I take that you know with my dev work the same as I do with my my collecting. Am I am I uh, right in remembering that in a sense you 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 really started taking the steps into to smart contract development because you started reading them uh, as you were flipping stuff as you were coming in sneaker sneakers ablaze. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I came in, and I you know it's I started for the experience, right? Um, yeah. You know, I kind of you know, Lady I kind of had this vision. You know, Lady Cactus got into NFTs before me, which which is which is pretty interesting that we're you know a couple 
actually my, my wife is the one who led me into, into NFTs. Usually it's, it's the opposite, right? Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I definitely did did some some flipping early on and, and basically it was at a point where you could go on Twitter and you could learn about stuff and you could go on Clubhouse and learn about stuff even but pre-Discord, right? I mean, right. I was on Discord yep. a couple of years before NFTs and I kind of saw it headed there and I was like really excited for NFTs to move to Discord because I thought that would be a great move. Um, but, you know, we didn't have the same security concerns back then that we do now. It was it was more of a not your keys, not your crypto type thing. It was more like the exchanges that were the risk. And I still think they are the biggest risk in the space is, is the exchanges. But the reason I got into Solidity, I mean, I have a background as a developer. I've been writing code professionally for many years. Um, and then, you know, casually for many more. And I started writing code when I was five years old, right? Writing basic and things. But um, I started reading Solidity contracts partially out of curiosity, right? I mean, I, I kind of always been a tinker. I always like to know what's going on under the hood. I was always taking apart gadgets and toys, but also as, as a security measure, because if I'm going to connect with a wallet and it doesn't matter if it's a soft wallet, you know, hard hardware wallet, hot wallet, it's like, I want to know what I'm connecting to. Right. And this whole warm wallet thing is, is pretty fun because, you know, I have a warm wallet set up and, and it really is no worries. It was so great for the, uh, the Yuga game, the, the Dookie Dash, because I played with the warm wallet on a computer that had no other, and I just didn't, didn't really have to think much about the transactions. It's like not much could go wrong, but generally any transaction I do with any wallet, I'm going to read the whole contract before I do anything. I can read a contract very fast at this point, but that's what I started doing. I started reading the contracts and it's like reading books for me. And I really started doing case studies on drops that went really well, drops that went horribly wrong, right? What went wrong, you know, and like drops that had really high gas, drops that had really low gas. I wanted to know how they did it, right? So I started reading all the libraries. So now I can read one really quickly. A lot of them reference different libraries that I know very well. I've read the Ethereum spec, you know, I really go quite deep on it. Um, but it's been, it's been really, it's been really fun and, and interesting. I really enjoy uh Solidity and, and Ethereum. And, and then, so that's how I got started, right? So people started asking me, oh, can you do my NFT drop for me? And I generally said, no, I, you know, it's like, that's how I kind of got into developing in general. It's, it was just, I just did it for fun. I did it for fun and for my own purposes, right? It's like, I started writing code as a convenience because I didn't want to manually type in a bunch of stuff. I was like, well, let me start scripting these things. So I don't have to do all this data entry. Oh, let me start reading Solidity so that I can know what I'm doing. I mean, I saw this contract that somebody somebody uh, connected to. Someone was complaining on Twitter space the other day that they connected to this quote unquote wallet drainer contract, right? Someone tweeted tweeted a link. They're promoting some, some new project. There was a, a Twitter space and they're promoting a project that they found on OpenSea. And like, oh, isn't this project great? We should all buy it. And they're all like, oh, look at the price go up. You should all get it. I'm not going to say who it was or what the project was or what the other right. project but you know they they're promoting a pretty large project and, and they wanted to uh promote this small project for those holders and they and someone got up on the stage and they said that oh i just you know it's like they'd said in the twitter space that this project had been sold out for days right and it was very low price and OpenSea is like oh we should buy it but the other guy said oh it's there the last 99 are free or something and apparently the guy on the twitter space had retweeted some tweet from the Twitter account that he thought was connected to this right. project. Maybe it was, I don't know. It's just some random project he found. And, and the person in the Twitter space connected to that contract he's, it, via the website. He's like, oh, it's a wallet drainer contract. He's just, I just lost all my Ethereum. And so I, I get on there and I, cause I knew what the tweet was and I looked at the, at the contract and um, contract was hilarious. It was about, it was about 40 lines long. It had a mint function and it had a transfer function and it had all these different functions and it was just nothing. It was just the name of the function and no code inside it. It was just the name of the function and it had the payable, um, the payable decorator on the function, which means it can accept Ethereum. And then there's nothing, right? So, so in the website, what they did in, in the code was they just um, said, you know, mint 
or free claim. And then it just, you know, the, the website took the connection to the wallet and, and looked at the amount of Ethereum in the wallet and then just sent that along. Now, to me, I was surprised that the guy didn't even read the transaction because the transaction would have said 0.17, which was in his wallet, going for this free claim. Maybe that would have been a red flag, but I, maybe he thought he was lucky. I mean, just the contract was so, the scam contract was so lazy. They didn't even, they, it was verified too. I mean, it's like they didn't even try to hide what they're doing. It was right in, in, in plain sight. But for me, it's like, if I saw something like that, if someone said, oh my gosh, there's a free claim, you got to get it. Like I said, I'm not going to FOMO. I'm going to, I'm going to think about it. If I miss out, I miss out. But I'm certainly going to read that contract. Right. Before well, I and, you know, and, and to me, I, I love, I love this story. And uh, I didn't expect it to be as long-winded, but... <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we can cut out stuff, right? No, no we don't. We don't do that. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave it in here so you can tell us all this. But, <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, it, it matters to me because look, here you are, crypto cactoid, taking meetings with all the names, all the institutions. You, you're out there, okay, and this is gonna sound wacky for me to say, but I never want you to forget. Okay, because I love it about you and I love it about this space that you came here yeah. because some sneaker flippers were, were, you know, talking about things and you saw a way to, to get in and have some fun in that nifty wave and do that thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm the same goddamn way. Okay. Right. Let, mm-hmm. Let's not forget, you know, you had uh, Lady Cactoid bring you in. Dino was yeah. trying to bring me in the top shot and I wouldn't listen to him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ratro finally brought me in. Yeah. Okay. To the Nifty Gateway. Okay. And then I started really kicking the tires and looking around. Okay. Yeah. Um, by the time he brought me in, I had this idea of platform, even though I hadn't even seen what the process was to buy or what it was to hold or how any of these things worked. Right. But it matters that that you and I, yeah. okay, are now at the crossroads of of a really important movement in in art. I think overall, historically important crossroads for art okay and we're here and we didn't come here because we were going to be founding fathers of the new generation of of you know historically significant art progression it's true, it's true. we didn't right no no, no. we just want to you know I mean, just want to see what happens you know and kind of make, make something make something cool right make make, make cool shit as, as my favorite developers but like to me that's why you and i click and why we're here and why this works so much more than coming yeah. in with the agenda which i think we're up against so often right people are either coming in with the agenda i'm going to make as much fucking money as i can as quickly as i can and who cares yeah. what comes next or they're coming in to be the thing that they are outside of this space and now i'm going to be that thing here too and everyone will you know bend to my will and do whatever right no this right. and why i make a living at it and why i live in it and and why you do is because it's actually built for somebody to come in figure it out hone it walk through it have no preconceived notions of where it needs to go learn from it figure it out start making changes on it, start dictating terms on it, and start producing what I think you and I are in the midst of building here, right? Which is the, the steps that are going to lead something that goes far beyond these first three or five years, however you want to put it, okay? Which we're not being run by people who are taking the right steps. Right. I mean, we definitely, you know, I just like to ask what I think are interesting questions and and find out the answers however long long it takes i mean lady character i mean she has real experience in, in right in, in art you know which which is which is a that's why she's really a great partner to have but yeah we did not have an agenda of coming in as, as the premier art platform i really yeah you know i really got into the whole sneaker game because i wanted to find out why i couldn't buy jordan fives on clearance anymore it was really just right. a simple question i just yeah i used to i'm wearing air jordan since i was a little kid I always liked them. I mean, my dad always used to wear Stan Smith. I wore Air Jordans, and that's just kind of our our disagreement as a child. And I still wear the Air Jordans, although I prefer New Balance now, more comfortable. But you know, when I when I go out, you know, right. Jordan, and, and one day, 
I couldn't buy Jordan 5s on clearance from eBay anymore. And now eBay doesn't even exist anymore. It's just, it's just gone, right? But but I wanted to find out why. And it, it wasn't about the money for me, right? It's like I could have gone and bought them on StockX, but I wanted to find out where they're going and what was happening. And I really went down that rabbit hole. That's what led me into Discord. And along that journey, you know, when Top Shot started out, um, and I, you know, I got involved in that as well, kind of through the rise and fall. I had this vision, you know, early on that that these kids, these kind of sneaker heads, devs and things, that they were going to be the next generation of art collectors. Right. And it happened much more quickly than I, it's kind of it's kind of already happened and it's kind of over at this point. It kind of it's kind of happened already and so you know done right. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, and some of the success stories. The, the the organic success stories and NFTs still have their basis in that same crew. And they're sort of taste making and, and determining now, which I think is one of the struggles uh, if somebody comes with any sort of traditional art background to see the choices being made by people as, as upholding, you know, this is the, the blue chip art of this space. You know, there's some pushback there because it doesn't fit in line with what they're doing. But it comes, you know, even if, if I can argue it at times, uh, is just being, you know, sick as fuck, which I love to. Yeah. <laughs> but but the sick oh, as fuck yeah. movement actually yeah. comes from something. Right. Right. In ways that, you know, maybe maybe it does have some appeal. Maybe I need to write some apology letters at some point. Well, it's it's interesting when people have debates about it, you know, it's like there's a, people have opinions about cause. Which I happen to like cause. People have opinions about Coons, Jeff Coons. Right. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, it's everybody has opinions, right? And there's there's all this, there's a lot of mainstream. I mean, there's not a lot of mainstream artists, let's put it that way. I, I feel like the art, the traditional art movement, I like to see them welcoming in new collectors, young collectors. I think we had, I, I, I don't want to see mainstream art go down the route of you know, classical music, which I think is not that welcoming. But they, they tried, right? They tried to have kind of, young people's concerts and things and focus on personalities that don't have but right. I want to see the traditional art world expand in terms of you know who's who's paying attention to it at least. And I think, you know, there's a lot of the NFT art is is definitely a separate sphere from that. And I'm not saying they should be the same thing, but you know, we're trying to See which gaps make sense to bridge for, for both sides. Right, and I I think that there's we're so nascent and, and early. We we really do have some a chance at a bunch of different paths coming out of this. That I think is what's going to happen. Right, um, but you know I I do feel and you, you, this is not trying to hide it, you know hide this, but you know I I'm going to be uh, laying down some of of the notes that get played, you know, in the future. Um, on, on many of those paths, even the, you know, even in the sick as fuck guys, yeah. start using the threesomes type stuff, right? Uh, speaking of which, yeah, we'll we'll end it on this. I've got one, one little morsel here for for the grotto listeners that are enjoying this and, and stuck it out, right? Yeah. Right now, we this week we saw the departure, uh, the uh, publicized and and much ballyhooed departure from the space of dot pigeon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, does this speed up the 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 move of my dot pigeon 001 mm -hmm. as more important, more prominent than dot pigeon himself, or mm -hmm. is this the right move to establish dot pigeon's legacy moving forward? I feel that we've been at a at a at a, a teetering point where. You know, Dotpage was sort of in in a bit of a market decline, to say the least. But even a you know uh, collector decline and what have you. And at the same time, my piece of him was sort of going on an upward upward trajectory. Yep. Now let's just say here we are this week. It's neck and neck. What do you neck think? Neck and neck. I'm saying if it's neck, if, if I'm I saying I wouldn't say it's neck and neck. I wouldn't say it's neck and neck. I mean, I think. I mean, I think the reason it's probably just one of the most important projects out there. I mean, I've, I've believed that for, for years now. So, I mean, I'm a Dot Pigeon collector as well. I think so too, but I know you're a Dot Pigeon collector. That's what I'm saying. So does Dot Pigeon 001 leave Dot Pigeon in the dust or is this, or is his stepping away 
solidify and put him in a position that he actually does have a future. Oh, you think that even though he's still alive, that there's going to be, we're going to have some type of like post-mortem, okay, he's not making any more NFTs anymore, that that's going to make his work more sought after? Does it? I don't know. I think he thinks that. I oh, think yeah, that's, interesting. I, I think I that's exactly what he thinks. Okay. Because he didn't say like, I'm running off to Capri, taking the mask off and I'm going to, you know, just disappear. No, he's saying now I'm going to focus on canvases again. Right. I'm not going to do this other thing that was a distraction. Yeah. I think that the intent is he needs to shore up the other base and he's got to go that direction. Hmm. And so that's that's my question. Where do, where do you see it? What, what okay. is your feedback? Yeah, what's my feedback? Well, I, I think it's interesting how your work is is a commentary on the space. I, I mean, I'm, I'm very interested in, in this, this latest March Madness drop, and this is kind of going off in a, in a different direction. But you know how it's a commentary on the space, right? I mean, the earliest work was portraits of the NFT artists of the time, of the, the epochs. Right. Right. Several butts, which we, which we felt was like a very important time in our lives, a very long time, right? It was only actually a couple of months. But uh, it's interesting that you chose Dot Pigeon as the first one. I think Dot Pigeon was widely acclaimed in, in, in all the circles, right? If we go back in time, you had the nifty people were into it. The sneaker people were really into it. It was just like, Dot Pigeon, it's just a no-brainer. I think there was a lot of mystique with the balakava. That was really cool. Obviously, Pussy Riot has the, the whole balakava angle as well. And you had you know, the black balakava, the pink balakava. And it's very important in NFTs. Um, it's interesting that he took it off, right? I mean, I never expected that to happen, right? It's kind of like a Superman Clark Kent kind of kind of thing. I mean, I think Dot Pigeon is kind of like a superhero in, in some ways. I think he's seen that way by certain people. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and you know, without putting my two cents into yeah. that, yeah. Um, because I already painted him six times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, for very specific reasons, right? You know, and I yeah. very specifically chose him as number one. And I, yeah. I very, I mean, you know, I, I, my whole series too. I was saying something very specific. Time will tell. Okay, yeah. but I'm of the mindset mm -hmm. that Dot Pigeon will be remembered as Threesome's first painting. Absolutely, I think so too. And I think it's very interesting that. Your work is a commentary on that time. And then he made this claim on Twitter that his work is also a commentary on these different mechanics. And these. it's 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 a little confusing what, what's happening right now. It's like the simulacrum of the simulacrum kind of kind of situation right now. It's like, who's the real Spider-Man, right? <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, there, there is some of that. And and it's it's, you know, I don't think um, I think he factors more into my conversations than I do into his. Which is interesting. I mean, it, it's interesting how, you know, and we talked about this before. I mean, you are really doing a lot of the cutting edge work and, and commentary. And, and it should, in my opinion, should be more recognized, right? I mean, it's certainly recognized in the, in the markets at this point by the, by the collectors, right. which, is, which is fantastic. But the dot pigeon stuff is it's a whole different thing. I mean, I think it's it, it's an important part of, of our history, the whole dot pigeon gang. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad that that we still get to communicate with them. I I, I got to meet him. That was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. He's a really nice guy. He's a very, very gentle person. You know, you look at him, he's like, is is he a robber? Is he a mean guy? Is he a superhero? Right? It seems like the work really centers around robbing these these fancy people's homes, right? That's that's kind of interesting. In well, and you know, people look at threesies <laughs> and they're like, is he a pedophile or is he a drunkard? Or so maybe I maybe that was the big problem. Maybe that's why I chose it. <laughs> I did. I had a conversation with FOMO the other day who he came FOMO boy came to the studio and he was like, just so we're clear, threesies is a pedophile, right? You painted you painted the a the quintessential late 70s early 80s neighborhood pedophile and i was like actually no but I, I i know exactly what you're talking about and i can see you reading that but 
that's interesting. I really never thought that. Yeah, I I agree with your your take on it. I could I I could see people saying that, but yeah, I never thought of it that way. I like the whole young threesies angle. That here's this like this Superman, this kind of like you know Ubermensch kind of character who's done all these amazing things, right? And keep learning more and more. Yeah, I I really want to find out how he ended up in that parade. I, I'd like to see him in the parade. I think that's. That's that's the goal, I think, of the project now. Get in. I that. think I think it I think it is right. <laughs> I think it is because um, and 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 then to have built the story as to why he's adored by by millions. Absolutely. We, I I could talk to you all night. We usually do when we do talk. We talk for hours. Good daylight here, even, even on the west coast. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> um, but but we'll cut it short. We we uh, we keep this. Uh, palatable manageable amount but i appreciate it we'll, we'll have you on every once in a while we'll just catch up on stuff um i i think i think with the the definitive answer was dot pigeon 01 has more legs than dot pigeon that's that's my take on it right now and he, you know he, he did say that he would be back right we think but yeah i mean dot pigeon 01 definitely the most i spent on any nft ever i'm glad i did it's it's I'm really happy to have have one one of the 21 in my yeah collection. you did it you, you pulled it out um great great job again uh with the Monica Rizzoli drop um, thank you I love what you guys are doing you know that absolutely um, thank you so much for having me on I got like I said I've always I've always I always listen to the podcast I've always wanted to be on the podcast so I'm, I'm happy to uh be here of course <laughs> of course thank you guys thank you Kitch see ya all right take care